saying about the 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 IXM? Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. This uh, I, I feel more disjointed than anything because I don't <laughs> I can't actually see anything. I'm literally just pacing around in my room right now. Uh, hi everybody. If I sound like shit, it's because I'm talking on a on my phone because I am visiting my mom right now because I need to catch an eye exam because I need to get new glasses. New glasses. So. Glasses, my fucking glasses. Uh, so for the longest time, I can't. I've been trying to drive a truck without glasses. That shit is fucking huge, and I can I can drive. I have my license, thank God. But like, I found out I really need glasses to see because if I don't have glasses to see, I will crash into something, and I do not have the money right now to pay for that shit. You're driving a truck. Uh, it's not... Kind of, yeah. Alright, um... It's a Ford something. I don't know shit about cars. But, uh, my dad got it from his brother. And he's... It looks it looks really new. It's so nice. Like, it even... It still kind of has a new car, so it was barely used. You... But it's, it doesn't work for shit. For starters, the, uh, battery is fucked in a way where... If it's not if it's not like used every single fucking day, you need a goddamn uh you need like a like a jumper pack to like ah, get it fucking going. Ah, actually, my, uh, oh yeah, go on. Uh, no, I, uh, I was gonna say real quick. Like, I actually took it out to go to Friendly's the other day to get ice cream and a burger, and then I end up like stuck in the parking lot because the battery fucking died, even though I just jumped it to get in there. And when I tried to use the jumper pack, the jumper was out of juice. So I actually had to awkwardly ask somebody if they could jump my car for me. Oh, ah, okay. That, that was that, experience. That's, that's pretty bad. So, yeah. Um, my, uh, w when I was first taking my license, my mom would, uh, had, uh, had like this old piece of shit car. And, that, and we had a fucking car battery. And it like it lodged behind the passenger seat. That that every time you wanted to start the fucking car, you had to grab that battery, walk over, and then like jump start the fucking car so it's going. Then go back out, take off the the the, the cables, and then put <laughs> the battery back in the car. And and it was like that every fucking time you had to start the goddamn thing. That's that's basically what I have. The only difference, like my jumper pack, is kind of acting as the battery and the jumper. Uh, the thing is, you have to like you like you like plug it into the wall with like a micro USB and it like charges. But that's not the only problem with the truck. The other problem is that I um the speedometer is upside down. Now I want you to understand this when it's when it's like parked at zero, the needle's pointing to like hundred and eighty, <laughs> and it doesn't go into reverse. It actually goes under the fucking speedometer. The needle goes all the way down. You're going at sixty. The fucking needle's pointing at your crotch. Uh, that, <laughs> so like basically, it's showing you the speed that it feels like it's going when you're high. So it's like, holy shit, this is going fast. But you haven't even started yeah. the car. I know, right? <laughs> Basically, that's what it, that's the same joke I make every single time. I am still not tired of it because it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, um, uh, I don't know how like parking laws work in Denmark. Uh, I know in like my old in like my, the old city I lived in, they were really strict about how where you where you'd park your cars on the side of the road. 
if it's like one year, you park on the right side. If it's a different year, you park on the left side. But like all cars have to be on this line. My the city I'm living in does not have it. Does not have that strict of a rule. So people just park wherever the fuck they want. The streets already narrow. There's cars on every side, and this car and this truck is like America fat. It is a big old fuck off truck, and I can't even leave the goddamn house without hitting something. Ah, uh, I'm so. This is the one time I'm really thankful for being in a, a city full of crackheads, because I accidentally dinged somebody's mirror. And nobody thought thought it was me because I actually heard there was like a police thing going on. And what ended up happening is like they blamed like the fucking the fucking like druggy like drug addicts like across the way. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess your car just got like uh stole like a uh, fucking ch- chopped or some shit. And I'm like, oh, thank God, it's not me. They're not blaming <laughs> me. Thank God. Oh. I got so, away with that one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you fucking riding a thin line here, bro. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm. I decided, you know what? I'm not gonna drive this thing until I have glasses, because I think I've stretched my luck here. A little bit, a little bit, um, a little bit. So, uh, we, like, the reason why I wanted to start off with this one is because I think I have. Th- I had probably the most insane experience when I was taking my license. So, uh, for those, uh, in case you don't know, Claudia, when do you think we 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 allowed to take a driver's license in Denmark? Just quick, funny trivia. Fourteen. Eighteen. Oh. So Sixteen we're allowed over to. Here. Yeah, so we're allowed to drink a shit shit face before we're allowed to drive a car. Uh, so that's great. That, anyway. can, that can only go well. Yeah. So, um, again, I'm just going to say this stuff uh, assuming completely that um, that you do not, uh, like, that you have no idea how it works. But um in Denmark you uh, as you're taking the different lessons before you go up to uh, to your exam you have to cover certain aspects of driving a car so you have to learn how to park you have to learn how to drive on the freeway drive at night yada 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 and so uh the day so at one point we have to go out on like the slippery track where you have to learn Oh you play. have that too oh yeah 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 sorry sorry go ahead you told me about what? this keep going where, where, where you have to um, learn how to yeah, basically drift. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> but you, you, you have to learn how to, oh shit, little Timmy walked out on the road and if I slam the brakes, I'm just going to slide. So like they're teaching you how to evade and stuff like that. Um, so we're out doing that in which I managed to fucking power slide uh, uh, the uh, model of a kid into smithereens. So that was great. Um, and then when we had to go home, uh, we we're being told that, uh, oh, Leslie, you can drive. Now, at that time, I pretty much only wore my glasses for when I was um, at school or when I was doing webcomic relief. Um Unbeknownst to me, I desperately needed them. 
And so as we're going home, it has now become nighttime, and I can't see fuck all. All I can see are like dots representing lights of different cars. And you're on a fucking freeway for a fucking full hour going in one direction. Um, my butthole was cleansed so firmly that you could shove a piece of coal up my ass and I would shit out a diamond. Um, oh my god. So that was fun. Uh, then when I had to actually do the full like driving at night thing. And this is the craziest part. And I swear on Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that this is true. When we are out driving, we end up behind a dude. And the uh, my, my teacher who's sitting in the passenger seat is very much like, hmm, this guy is acting a little sus. Like the way that he's turning and stuff, like he's he's making these big turns and and he's like uh, swaying from side to side and then i don't recall what exactly it was i think it was just like another fucking weird turn where he was basically riding on the wrong side of the street for a period of time and mm-hmm. he goes all right we need to make a civil arrest uh, on this dude and as he's like getting out of the car the, the uh, to to apprehend the dude in front of us as we had a red light the dude just fucking speeds off and like runs the red light. And so I'm like, oh shit. And the, my fucking teacher runs back and it's like, go, go, go. And I'm like, you know, panicking. So I'm just fucking <laughs> kicking the fucking pedal to the metal and we're going and we're chasing this dude. And, and at first he's like, he's driving under the, uh, under the speed limit. And I'm like, okay, um, I guess we can sort of catch up. But then he starts going over the speed limit, and I'm like, ah, oh, we lost him, because, you know, surely you don't want us to also break the law. And he's just going, you fucking go! And so we are, we are <laughs> we're following this dude at night, out on, like, um, I don't recall what the English word for it is, but, like, roads that are out amongst the fields. So, like, you, you're allowed to drive okay. a little faster than you are in, in the middle of the city. And so we're fucking going with my, uh, with my teacher on the phone with the cops. And, and I'm, you know, I have to fucking chase after this dude. So I'm doing fucking, like, uh, fast and the furious turns and, like, just darting way above the speed limit after this fucking dude. And then uh, we uh, finally end up catching him. And sure enough, he gets arrested and has a bunch of uh, drugs on him. So that was great. Um, and then the <laughs> last part about uh, me taking a, uh, my driver's license is that as we're getting near the time um, where it's like for the final exam, I get a call from my teacher and he's like, Hey, yeah, listen, I can't be a teacher anymore. Okay, bye. I'm like, oh, okay. What the fuck? Like, I need this dude to go to the exam. I've spent a lot of money on this guy to to get here. What the hell is happening? And then he, like, um, apparently he gave all my info to some other teacher who contacted me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take over. And so uh, as I'm, you know, having a few lessons with her just to get acquainted... She's, uh, I'm like, what happened to the guy? And she's like, okay, so I shouldn't be telling you this. What? 
apparently he's running from the cops because of tax evasion. Apparently the dude hasn't paid taxes for five years. Like, huh? <laughs> Hello, Yoshi. So, uh, that was great. Don't you love it when your when your teachers are convicted felons? Well, he wasn't convicted yet, but soon to be convicted. Sorry, you're right. Soon to be convicted. Uh, so that was you know, great. You know, you had you had your first taste of being a getaway driver. How did it feel? Uh, pretty good. Uh, well, after a car chase, I would say this one blemishes in comparison. Um. Oh, you have a car chase story. But that's what I did for uh, when I, we had to make that civil arrest. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. That's understood what you meant. <laughs> I, thought you said, I thought you were talking about, like, uh, oh, another oh, one. Like, oh, how right, many? like me uh, escaping from someone. Yeah, that's oh. I thought that's what you were saying. No, 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 no. I, I, I was chasing after this other dude. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, also, uh, then when I had to finally go to the exam... Uh, typically, you come up in like uh, groups of three or two or something. At least where I'm from, I I have heard that's not the same thing everywhere in Denmark. But uh, so uh, what happens is that uh, our teacher picks someone up, and they drive us out to where the other student is, and then we pick those up and they go behind the wheel. And so we do that until we picked everyone up and then we all drive to the place where you had to take the test. And so uh, the do, uh, so it was only me and this guy. We, d- we didn't have a third. And so when this dude was driving, I swear he could be a professional. I have never seen anyone do turns that cleanly. Uh, he, when he was braking, you barely felt it. You could be drinking a fucking fine glass of champagne without spilling a drop. This dude was fucking amazing. And he's getting, uh, he's going up before me. Dude fails. Oh so, no. So obviously, I'm fucking worried. And so I go up to this exam, and as we're driving, suddenly, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it was like, I'm suddenly super skeptical about everything that I know. Like, uh, yep. is is there not something about there being a special rule when I'm overtaking a truck or some shit like that? <laughs> so every time that uh, I, there was something I was confused about, I would always I would always like direct the the dude's attention to something else. Like, hey, what's that over there? <laughs> or uh, you know, like, so how long have you been doing this job? Like, just talking to him so he's focusing on everything else. And apparently oh, it worked because I passed in flying colors. <laughs> when your charisma's high enough, you could just talk your way out of fucking anything. Yeah. Speech 100. Oh <laughs> my god. My friend, who f- for obvious reasons is in a um, is in a, a heavy metal band, uh, he uh, uh, when I talked with him about his driving test, he found out that. So uh, it actually says in the rule book that you are allowed free road kills <laughs> without uh, without failing. I'm like, how the fuck did you figure that out? And he's like, I accidentally <laughs> ran over a fucking cat. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's like, but you passed. Yep. 
So the dude <laughs> ran over a cat and fucking passed. What the fuck? Listen, you can't damage the. You cannot let. So God help you. If that tire touches the sidewalk, you're going to hell before you die. But you run over Mr. Mittens. Nah, it's fine. Just you can keep the license. I fucking love how you called him Mr. Mittens because that's the exact name I had in my head. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck it comes from. I think it's Billy and Mandy, but f- no, no, no. It's Snowball. Snow Globe. I don't fucking know. Point is, Mr. Minns is a great cat name. And he's now also a fucking a hood ornament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. Cars are fucked, man. Do you, so, in, in America, do you have uh, these things where it's a big hole in the middle of the road that only buses are able to pass. What? Okay. So, uh, apparently it's not very common uh, everywhere else, because we didn't have it in Flagstown, where I'm originally from, but they have it here in Audible, where I live now. And so, basically what it is, is that it's a hole that's about three foot deep, three feet deep. I don't know. And it's it's so wide that a normal car cannot drive over this hole. Which uh, and the the reason for this is that uh, there are certain areas of of the city where they don't want traffic, but they still want the. Uh, ability to get picked up by a bus or something like that. So there's roads that only buses can really drive on. And those are always uh, locked away behind these little holes. And so uh, I remember when I was um, uh, when I was a, a waiter and I was like uh, delivering pizzas and stuff. There was one time I had to go out to a place where they... Uh, that only students live. And that place specifically is like, they don't want cars to be able to go out here. They only want buses. And so right. uh, I drive out there and then I hand over the food. And then on my way back, driving the exact same road that I came in from, and I just see this fucking hole. Now, this was during nighttime. So I'm like, hold on. Somehow... Without noticing it, I had managed to drive over this hole. And I want you to know how big of an achievement that is. Because it is so wide for a normal car that you are, that you're to drive over it, you will be on less than half of your tire width uh, on, uh, on the uh, sides of the hole. Mm-hmm. And I managed to do that by, you know, by accident. So when I was trying to drive out again, you know, I was like, okay, I guess this is it. And I slowly, slowly, slowly driving towards this hole. And then suddenly, boop, the front tire goes into the hole. I'm like, okay, back up. Try again, slowly, 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 boop, same thing. Just a little bit. Now the other tire. I'm like, oh, well, fuck me. What the hell do I do? And then all of a sudden, I just hear like, mm, mm, and then behind me, there's a bus. And like, you can't oh, go God. over this hole. How the fuck did you even get in here? I'm like, I don't know. 
So, <laughs> so the way that I had to leave this area was that, uh, like, I, I had to, like, look up Google Maps and then find a fucking bike road. And then drive on that for a little bit and drive over a small little grass hill to get onto the road. So I was, like, <laughs> fucking off-roading in, the, in this fucking BMW. To- <laughs> Bro. So I don't like driving cars. <laughs> you know, I can understand. Like, okay, so uh, we don't have holes. We we have holes on the road all the time, but they're not like that. They're constantly being patched up. So whenever the city wants to like direct traffic, they just have construction going on forever, and then and that's why you have like, and, and that's why like fucking cities everywhere. Have construction crews going on trying to fix holes in the road, but I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to this shit, and like, that's insane. That is like asking, like, that would not work in America because people will go those all over those holes, even though buses it's made for buses specifically because they're entitled to it. It's like, uh, this hole can't stop me because I can't fucking read. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna that's send America. You- I'm going to send you a uh, a picture on Discord and you can see exactly what it looks like. I'm going to try and bring it up on uh, on the fucking um on the stream as well. And that yeah. way you 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 can tell d- what the fuck we're looking at. That is a fucking rectangle filled with stones and a little pipe. That I can promise you, if these were in America, people with cars will get stuck in them all the fucking time out of principle. <laughs> out of principle? Yes, because this hole won't fucking stop me. Fuck them buses. I'm an American. I am free to do whatever the fuck I want. Get stuck in hole. <laughs> you fucking communists! That's basically what'll happen. Yeah, the chat is telling me that they are apparently called bus traps or car traps in the UK. So UK I like has the, them. I I like the idea of it being a trap. Like, haha, got another one. When the the point <laughs> is to, to to not have that. We have things like a like a car spikes or tire spikes, where if you if you reverse onto them, you pop your tires. Oh yeah, I've seen those. We, I think we have those in Copenhagen. I haven't seen those like uh, like I've seen them in movies. I, I haven't seen them in the wild. I've seen them once going into Boston to the airport, like when back when like the before like the Easy Pass when we had the big toll gates. We would have there would also be like road spikes going into it, so you couldn't like switch lanes. And it's like oh, this one line I'm in, this toll super long, but the one next to it is uh is pretty open. Oh, but if I go into that lane and try to switch while trying to get my toll, I'm gonna get a pop. Hmm, I don't like that. Get I'm looking at that shit, and it's like <laughs> get a pop. I'm looking at this like this car trap, and I'm like I'm imagining somebody going like seventy miles per hour. Or like ninety, like we were doing just now, trying to get here. Fucking, and then like just not even caring about the fucking hole, and then just 
Boosh. My uh, my sister used to live like in an apartment that was just above one of these, and one of her and her boyfriend's fa- her husband now actually uh, favorite things to do was to sit and just look out the window and then go bang. There's another one because apparently, <laughs> uh, like I said, it's not very common, but. Uh, but people always think, oh, that won't stop me. And several people have just fucking gunned it over one of these things and ended up totaling their fucking car. Because you know what's going to fucking stop a speeding car? Earth. Like, you're not going to fucking, you're not going to, uh, like, push that. Little four inch deep overhang is going to stop this big metal monstrosity yeah. can we can we call the name of this podcast this hole won't stop me because I can't read or some shit <laughs> yeah let, I think we'll have to work because that's a little long I just I thought of that like one scene from Arthur where GW just goes everywhere <laughs> yeah. she wants because she can't fucking read instead of sign it's a hole it's a hole but anyway that's wild to me. I've never seen one of these. Yeah, that's uh, welcome to fucking Denmark. Or specifically Aalborg, I suppose. But you know what? When I get my glasses in like in, a- in like two hours, I will definitely see them coming now. Uh, Speaking of glasses, bro. have you ever had used contact lenses? Uh... I've never used them, but uh, I need to know what the hell my prescription is to get them anyway. Okay. So, when I was practicing martial arts, um, I uh, I was like, I can't wear glasses uh, during uh, practice because obviously uh, nothing will fuck you over harder than glass shots in your eyeballs. Uh, so, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up uh, looking into getting contacts. And so uh, I, I went uh, to this uh, the shop where they, they were like, you can try out um, uh, lenses for, uh, for, for free. And so I'm like, okay, um, let's try that. Uh, that is one of the most uncomfortable things I ever tried. Uh, because... Um, I have a a phobia uh, for having s- stuff in my eye. So uh, that scene okay. from Dead Space 2 where you have to inject the thing into the pupil uh, fucks me up. But uh, the whole thing about, uh, you know, putting in context is that your finger has to touch not just your eye, but like the fucking middle of it and i also Mm. apparently unbeknownst to me have very very narrow eyes so i do not think i'm joking when i say that i spent 40 minutes trying to get one contact in (laughs) and 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 i didn't succeed we had to just go you know what fuck this so I spent yeah. 40 minutes trying to poke my goddamn eye for nothing. 
I feel this. I feel this in my soul. Not because of eyes, because of a different thing. What, what, what's the thing? So, I, I, the hardest thing for me is to get blood work. Not because I'm afraid of needles or anything. It's just every time I go, apparently my vein is so deep in my arm, they never find it on, like, the first shot. Oh. So, I, I've, I've spent my time with, like, several... I've, I've had a... There was an occasion... Where I, I wanted to go donate blood, so I'm sitting in this chair for like 45 minutes. I'm this is at like the college at uh during my second run, and the doctors, they're like the nurses or whatever. They're trying to take my blood, and like they stick a needle in my arm's like, wait, I don't see any blood. Hang on. So they took it out, jam it again, and she tries this like five times, and then she like calls someone over. She tries five times. And she calls a third person over to see stabbing my arms. Like, what if we tried the other arm? So they do the same thing, circle around with like three different people taking the same needle and jabbing me over and over and over again. They can't seem to find the fucking blood. And at this point, I've been stabbed so many times, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> it's like this fucking I, um, <laughs> Like, I ended up not being able to donate blood, but they gave me a free charity shirt for all the stabbings I took. You know what? You've been a trooper here. Here, I stabbed myself to to death, and all I got was this lousy (laughs) t-shirt. T-shirt, yeah. (sighs) But yeah, like I like at at that point, like I've uh, I've never worn like prescription contact lenses. I was a weeb, and I and I wanted and I was and I wanted to try one of the cosplay ones. But I didn't because, oh. like, I, I will read the instructions and I'm like, you know what? What if I actually. Th- these are. I, I don't feel safe putting these on my eyes. So I didn't. But I, but, I'm, but I always imagined what would have happened. And then you tell me your experience and I'm like, you know what? I'm satisfied. I'm glad I didn't go down that path. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. the, ch- the chat asks, how did the martial art class- uh, classes uh, go? Did you do them with glasses? Uh, no, I'm nearsighted. So it was more a thought experiment that maybe I would be able to see better without my glasses on. Uh, turns out uh, that's not the case and my reaction speed is just fucking atrocious. So it didn't improve jack shit. <laughs> No, you have to. You know, you understand. You have to like fight with your eyes closed. Oh yeah. And then that's how you like the true anime bullshit. Speaking of new, did you see that they have announced the? Well, they have released a teaser for the Matrix Four. I'm, I'm sorry. I just had a fucking brain fart because you because you like segued that to near. <laughs> No, I did not see. I did not see the mate. There's an announcement of the Matrix Four. Uh, tell me about it, please. What the fuck? Oh, I, I, I. There's nothing to like really to discuss. It's just a drop, and I'm confused. Uh, but I'm probably gonna watch it. Um, I think I don't think that the uh, original creators of um Matrix uh, Matrix are behind this one because um apparently and i i this is 100 percent just like i heard from a from a thing from a thing from a thing that apparently the one of the it, it was a pair of brothers or something that that 
directed the the Matrix movie. Apparently, one of them came out as trans, which is yeah. what it is, and then uh, had a fucking uh, meltdown or something, screaming that the Matrix has always been about uh, tra- uh, transitioning from you know like gender transitioning, and then. Uh, they really wanted to apparently nail that. Uh, well, one of them again, mm, uh, but they really wanted to nail that point home in the news in the next installment. And the movie company was like, "No." And then uh, there was some uh, discrepancy, uh, like some back and forth. And then they were like, "I'm not gonna have anything to do with this." Uh, so that's been fun. I I don't see personally how the Matrix is about gender transitioning, but maybe that's just me. Uh, well, this is not going to shock you because I I think I've been on record of being me being like literate. You, but you're bringing I've out a little bit, bro. Matrix. Oh, sorry. Uh, I said I'm culturally illiterate, so this might not surprise you. I've never seen any of the Matrix movies. So I could, pr- if you gave me enough time, I could probably like stitch together some reasoning or like invent a way to do it. But I'm like, okay. Um, from what little I know, something something red pilled means transition. I'm. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Matrix. I don't know. I don't know how I could even even start to see the signs. No, uh, I, I, again, without, you know, confirming one way or the other, it, it does sound like what the chat is saying, which is that it sounds a little bit like a JK Rowling moment in that they start, they start having new beliefs and then they're kind of like twisting it to be, oh, I've always had these beliefs. Um, uh, okay. Which is, it's kind of, um, I've always had a weird f- uh, stance on that, and we've all we all, we talked about it before with the whole like uh, having the opinion that you're always right, always right and stuff. Where it's like, wh- why is it so bad to say, "Hey, guess what? I I'm a new person. I learned new things, and my stance has changed." I don't. I never. I never got that. You know, that's something I don't understand very much either because i'm like it, it, when when you're explicitly for the purpose of profit you'll say fucking anything to get your shit pushed across if you need to climb a ladder you'll say whatever the fuck to make people like you so you can get the things that you want that i can understand pretty like easily but it's like these matters of pride where you refuse to be wrong on any set. Like, if your opinions changed, and if it's completely different to something you did before, something you're known for, then it's just fucking... Oh. Big hole. Then Big it's like, no, I'm no, I'm gonna change everything. You just have to read the signs. You just didn't see it, stupid. I was always yeah. like this. Yeah, but the sign won't make me change, because I can't read. Basically, <laughs> uh, there's actually so, uh, so 
very apropos uh, nothing, there was actually something that I wanted to talk about today. Oh. Uh, and it has to do with being a uh, a person online. And uh, it right. has to do... Uh, so the the catalyst for for uh, for this topic is that i saw um uh your movie sucks adam uh, he he was tweeting out on 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 twitter that uh that he had gotten fucked over by youtube because apparently uh, someone thought that his unfriended video encouraged self-harm or suicide or something which it it clearly doesn't and so it got taken down and so he was uh, throwing uh, a fit on twitter and so uh, i want to stress very quickly that uh, i understand where where he was coming from but uh a thing that uh, that kind of made me like perk an eyebrow was that he was like everyone go and say such and such and and do this and that and um it's so with adam i understand where he's coming from because he's agitated he's frustrated because this is like the third time in three months that he's had to go through this so obviously he's just fucking sick of this but there's something with his phrasing that I personally, as a as a creator who is not even close to to where he is, uh, where I'm taking some issues, and that is the whole commanding tone. Now, again, with with this one, it's 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 due to the circumstances. But I have seen other creators who are like, "Hey, you go and dislike this dude's videos," or go and do that or go and do this and i've always had a fucking issue with this because how hard is it to just say i would like it if you could or would you please do so and so or can i persuade you to do this and that i never understood the whole thing of like commanding your audience to do fucking anything even my fucking sponsor plugs is like hey if this sounds something like something you would like please go and check them out it's ne- it's never go go buy uh, a subscription for fucking uh, Skillshare or anything. No, it's always been, you know. Hey, I would warmly no. recommend this. Uh, so, like, uh, how do you feel about like creators having that tone for their audience, like basically using them as the personal army? It's a very, I think it. Okay. So, it's going to be like a bit of a hot take, I guess. We're in a... The way things are going now, I think it's natural for people in positions of power, whether it be like, to like the highest of government, to be like the leader of like your small little clique. Like, I think that's just a natural thing that ends up happening when you have people, when you have somebody look up to you, it's kind of inherent where if something wants to be done, you have a resource, you use it. Uh, depending on how it's used, you can make either some good or bad changes for it. Mm. Um, something I thought of a while ago, as I noticed, uh, there's this guy who, uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's like the guy who makes memes with like the automatones. Like he, he makes like covers of every fucking meme you can imagine with the little instrument that goes, 
And like I think there was a moment where his like uh, videos were getting uh he was having an issue with his with his AdSense because apparently he got a huge dip in his in his uh in his earnings. He tried reaching out to YouTube and like he got it was like stopped at every sense. And like he didn't want to and like he the the only way he did is like hey like can can we all like talk to get to YouTube to do something about this. And then there was like a wave of support. And then he finally got like the he got everything sorted after that. Mm. It's like that's an example where I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm not even subscribed to this fucker. And I went like, you know what? Fuck YouTube because I hate because I hate a lot yeah. the way that they do shit. But I think it's like it's not really something I can like admonish for somebody using it. Like, yeah, they can be nicer about it. Like in the in the in the in the in the example of like your like Adam, your movie sucks. Like he's, it sounds like he's being very um, like you know cutting the bullshit. I know you'll listen to me, so do this and get something done. Yeah, he's kind of being a dick about it, but at the same time, he's also. I, I feel like if other people were in the same situation, they probably would have gone to the same conclusion. Yeah, like the 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 yeah. the, the issue is more that uh, so again I have not I I don't uh, have anything necessarily against the whole idea of encouraging your audience to do one thing or the other. I think it's more the uh, entitlement that you, that you can like command these people. Like uh, yeah, the the transition point I kind of wanted to also make was that. Uh, for example, I've seen a lot of online creators, be it artists or content creators or anything like that, get some sick fan art done. And all I see from them is a retweet or something. And that and yeah. that just fucking brings my piss to a ball. Now, I will admit there's a very real chance that a conversation happened behind the scenes. That's that's one thing, but there are so many times where you see creators get something that you can clearly see an artist has spent God knows how many hours on creating, and then you go and you click the the, the tweet, for example, and there's nothing, no mention, no like, hey, man, thanks for the work, or anything. It's always just like, oh, I retweeted this thing. It's like, really? This person put in all this time for you, put in so much effort to create something specifically for you, out of adoration for you, and you can't even spend a fucking minute to, like, appreciate them, give them a shout-out, say thank you, or anything like that? I think it also has to do something with like the the bigger your audience or the bigger your ego in comparison to that audience. You're going to like become desensitized to that sort of thing. Like well, e- take your techno blades and your dreams. Like you're gonna get like so much. Like uh, I want to use them as an example because like they're fucking ginormous. They have like fan art. They have fan animations. They have like whole entire projects dedicated to them. And, like, they never even acknowledge it. But I think that's just because they're used to it. Because, like, they're all... When you have so much shit all the fucking time coming towards you, like, you kind of become desensitized to it, and it's kind of fucked. 
not right at all. No. But it happens. I, I told, so again, this is coming from a guy who is like at the bottom of the bottom tier list when it comes to like having uh, a big following or something like, I'm, I'm not even close to being there. But I, when someone makes fan art of me or something, not only do I personally thank them and, and if it's like on Twitter, I always make sure to like retweet it and, and write a comment and do all this stuff. I write the person personally and say thank you. I also feature it at the intro of all my videos because I feel that it is one of the best things you can do to someone you adore is to make something personal for them. And I fully appreciate and love that. So when I see that some people are just like brushing it off i understand that they have way more people that they have to do this with but uh and so obviously they can't go through the the lengths that say a smaller creator like me can do but even then just do the fucking bare minimum if you need a fucking uh a copy pasta that you could just put in at least that would be more than a fucking retweet. I don't know. I just think, uh, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I just think that I, I I see a lot of online creators where it honestly feels like they do not appreciate that they are only able to do what they're doing because of the people who are putting them there. That like, and that's not that's not just like YouTubers. That's also like I've covered some, several webcomic creators who fucking hate their fans. Like fucking Bittersweet Candy Bowl is infamous for for donking on all of the viewers, and it's like you wouldn't have a fucking career if it wasn't for these people. How fucking dare you? Um. There's a video I watched by the storyteller called uh, uh, Influence and Integrity. And basically, like, 11 minutes of him talking about... He's in this position where he's, like, he's got, like, 50k subscribers. He realizes that, like... Because he has the same mentality as you. It's like, you you gotta keep your mind in front of the people around you. The ones who built you up. But there's gonna, but there is going to come that point where like that mind ship is going to sh- switch once you get to a certain level. You just don't know when that level is going to come for you. It's weird because <sighs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna do the whole society. We li- we live in a society talk, but it's like the way these things are made, and I think that's just been like history in general. When you get, you're kind of like conditioned. To become desensitized to these kinds of interactions, things that are so meaningful when you started become less and less significant over time, and that's just fact. It's depressing as all fucking hell, and it sucks because you sh- you want to be really connected to the, to an audience. You want to be really respectful to everybody, and like in your mind, you might still you you might still think that, but like from an outside perspective, the further out you go. You're gonna fucking. No one's gonna see you that way. No one's gonna see the small interactions that you got with their one fan. Mm. They're only gonna see the massive numbers you have, and eventually, that's gonna be you when you have so big of a numbers. 
If you, if you, by some miracle, you're like, you're like PewDiePie levels of fucking like subs and shit. I can guarantee you, you're not going to be singing the same tune because it's just going to be too much for your head, for your head to mentally handle. Mm. I think that, I think I like uh, when I was a kid, there was like an old adage, like the brain can only remember so many things. Like, I think it's only like 250 people or faces you can recognize to have friends. So when you have like thousands and thousands of friends on Facebook, it becomes meaningless because the brain cannot physically handle that many connections. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, I, so it's like, yeah, I do understand that there's a whole thing about like the difference in scope. Uh, and obviously at one, at some point like if if you are having pewdiepie numbers you're not going to have the time of the day to both create content and uh reply or uh, thank everyone uh, that that reaches out to you i understand that but even then like uh, like we're talking uh uh fucking normal like okay uh, just going to out some people like the super best friends, uh, Pat yeah. and Wooly. Oh well, not super best friends anymore. But you know, those two, for example, I've seen them uh, retweet a bunch of art, and those were the ones where I started noticing that they're not thanking the uh, thanking them for for creating these things. And I was like, "You're big, but you're not that big." There's also uh, this. Okay, now now that that's just me. Did you ever yeah. see the the mailbag one where where they forgot to cut stuff out? Uh, oh, 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 yeah. And I, I, know. I know. That 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 that, that one I kind of understand, but it's one of those things where it's like, like I I would rather have that than than like just sheer apathy. Alright, so the context for those of you in chat. So the Super Best Friends used to be consist of four people. Pat, Matt, Wooly, and Liam. Uh, that then ended up becoming just Pat, Matt, and Wooly. And then uh, a, f- a few years ago, they broke up. And so uh, these... Uh, they, they started opening up for this mailbag where people could send them all sorts of stuff. And it was fucking amazing to watch because this was just like these normal fucking dudes who would get like some cool shit from uh from all the audience we were talking about cookies which one of them were really into uh like hey pat we know that pat is really into resident evil let's give him a resident evil nemesis figure there was this one moment that I will always remember fondly where they get a DVD, a Blu-ray DVD box set of the entire Girl of God. God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, it was, and you can see that they're losing their fucking mind because this is like a big, expensive collector's item. And they get two in the same video and they just lose their fucking mind. Um, there's also one where, yeah, like uh, the character Wooly, well, not the character, the guy Wooly, uh, apparently, as a kid, he got a a purple Game Boy Color stolen with a bunch of accessories to them, and someone sends him a purple Game Boy Color with all of the accessories to it, and the dude starts to cry. Like it, it again. The mailbag brought a bunch of cool shit 
And we got to see a different side of these people where it was more like down to earth instead of them just doing these let's plays. But unfortunately, at one point, they had a video where a fan had sent them a sword or something. And it wasn't a sword from like a game or anything or a katana because like they're huge weaves. It was like a Spartan sword or something. And uh, and so they they were clearly intending to cut this part out, but uh, they they have a moment where they're like, "What the? Do you want this thing? No, fucking hell! Just throw that shit out!" Like they were basically talking about how little they really cared about this sword after having been on camera and talking about how much they loved it. And so they yeah. they they went and explained later on that that the reason for this is because in 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 Canada, where they live, they are only allowed to have so many like sharp weapons, and this was a sharp ass sword. So, uh, so it, it like they had to both deal with, hey, we got a fucking sword that we can't just put it in the bin. We now have to deal with this sort of thing, and and so I understand the frustration, and I do appreciate that even even still that they put on a smile and say, oh, this is super fucking hype or whatever in the video because that's like when you get uh, a pair of socks from that grandma you don't like, where it's like, oh, thanks, I was needing these, and then you put them with your ten billion other socks. Where it's like you, you, it, it's being appreciative of just like the fact that someone gives something to you, and I, and I can appreciate that when a content creator does that. It was, however, unfortunate that we didn't got to see how little they actually cared about it. But again, I would rather have that than nothing at all. Like, just, I would rather have them fake this than just see a sword and then putting it aside and not even dress that they got it. You know, that's honestly, I can understand that. It's, it's it's just a thing where, like, there's no really. Uh, I'm trying to find the word for it, just because like it's a lot, it's a lot out the process. Because like I, because I'm remembering, because I got fond memories, and then I like got sad when all that shit had to end. Because I, I thought of fucking Wooly getting the giant fucking horse dildo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking laugh about that. Like all, like apparently they had to like close it because like they got so many weapons. Like they like we literally don't have a place for it anymore. Like I actually have a whole room stocked of weapons it is full to the brim if i go in there i'm gonna get cut yeah uh but no like no i i think i see what you were saying now because it's like it, it, it all comes down to like the attitude you have about it yeah like i can explain it but I, it's not really an excuse because like yeah you have so many numbers you get desensitized but still it's like if you're gonna bother it do a little more than just the bare minimum. Yeah. Like, uh. Uh, and again, Man. like, if I ever reach that point where I'm like, oh, big YouTuber, and I start to feel like, hey, you know what, why, why haven't I gotten fan art in a while? Then, uh, then absolutely, uh, fuck me. But for now, I yeah. feel like I can sit here in my little glass house and throw rocks at people and going, no, be appreciative of the hard work people put in. Yeah. No, definitely. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Just gotta... Yeah. It, it, like, be kind to the people who built you up. It, it, you can't really make it without the people under you, so no. be kind. I... Um, I uh, 
like when when I was uh, when I was studying, I literally lived off of the money that I got from Patreon, and I can't even begin to imagine how, like b- the big YouTubers who live off of their YouTube. I cannot even begin to imagine what it would be like for you to be like, okay, I like I need this money to live. And then I'm not gonna do my absolute fucking damnest to make uh, sure that, that my audience will keep supporting me. Like fucking Spoonie. Remember that dude? Like how people send him a bajillion <laughs> fucking money to do a fucking uh, uh, f- a fucking movie or some shit, and he never fucking did it. And now instead he's just trash talking his audience at every chance that he gets. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you wouldn't have a fucking career if not for these people. How are you talking to them like this? Still have a house? Because I barely remember there was a certain point we were talking about this fucking like he's he's in a bad way at the moment, right? Oh yeah, he's he's not doing great. Uh apparently also um his brother got into like his he, who was a cop, I think he was SWAT actually, uh got into some hot water because uh, he accidentally uh, shot uh, uh, a, 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 an innocent uh, Latin American man. Uh, so, oh, no. Uh, that, that wasn't great. Uh, appa- okay. Apparently, it was during a, a high-stakes b- breach and entering thing at a known crime lord kind of thing. So... It doesn't excuse it, but it's not like he just was out on the street and then bang, like shot. <laughs> it wasn't like that, but it's still not fucking good. <laughs> so uh-huh. it it it's kind of wild to like look at the people who made, um, like uh, the, that guy with the glasses, and to see how far they have fallen. <laughs> It's it's a whole like a lesson in in something. This probably yeah. worked for it. It's a it's a big fucking oof. No matter which way you look at it, I don't think anybody left that without being scathed in some way. I think um, I, what what is his name? Uh, Larry Bundy Jr. I think he got. Like he just lolled all the way like through that fucking thing. I didn't even realize he was a part of it. I think he was one of the last people on the side, and he had it like in his uh, fucking Twitter handle, being like, "I'm the fucking battle royale winner," <laughs> some shit like that. <laughs> okay, uh, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah, like I think he made it out fine. Um, but yeah, that that was a shit show. Isn't he the asshole who arranged an interview with Christian just to- Yeah, that wasn't great. It was actually pretty uh, childish, because it's like, while uh, Chris Chan is talking about something that he, uh, that she's clearly, like, very passionate about, 
Larry is just like making like oh choke me ha 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 gestures in the corner. It's like, it's like it's not even funny. It's just like it's like the kind of thing you do when you hang out with your friends and their mom calls and you start like moaning in, in the, the background. Yes, shit like that. And like it's not that funny, bro. How did we get here? Cloudy? Hello? Oh no. Cloudy's dead. Uh, alright. Guess I have to do the podcast on my own. Help. Oh boy. Um. He's still Apologies about that. Oh, there he is. Holy shit. All right, no, my fucking, I don't know what happened. My phone, like, Discord crashed while we were calling. <laughs> this but, is why I don't run on my phone all the time, people. Uh, good call, good call. I was about to be very, very concerned that I had to carry this podcast on my own. <laughs> no, no, no. You do that all the time anyway. <laughs> but anyway, fucking... Sorry, the last thing I heard was, like, Larry Bundy moaning in the corner, and then my phone died. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point to to, to peace out. <laughs> Lordy. Uh, we, had, like, we, we were talking about, like, how attitudes are important, and, like, I kind of want to, like, reel it back in. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... Because it... Okay. I, I was I was sitting here defending well not really defending but I guess it's kind of defending the behavior just like trying to like put an understanding as to why it happens in in general mm. because it's not an uncommon thing to be like a completely apathetic about these things it sucks it's shitty and that being said I think there's also I um. Cause I, I I used to like uh, watch a lot of like videos surrounding like YouTube drama for a certain time, and I think there's also this idea where it's actually better to act like that. Apparently, there's this thing called like the Markiplier effect, where you know how Markiplier is so very under like he's like the poster child of how to treat your audience. Oh, yeah, because he is like constantly kind and nice, and then like apparently. The people who like to emulate it who are also super mega scummy. But if you act like Markiplier, all your scumminess goes away. And I think a lot of people who take who take that very cynical approach, who's like, I'm going to be honest and apathetic, and I'm going to treat everyone like shit, because you know what? I'm not fake. And I think that's, like, the mentality that kind of, like, breeds it. Because, hmm. like, you don't want to seem... Because like when you have a certain when you're not only when you're big but you also have a certain pro persona where you're talking to everybody you're at you're seen as somebody else basically they double in if if they were riser they like commit to being riser in yeah. all kind of ways whereas you actually made that like splits like no riser's a character I'm me mm. where but the audience only sees like the the audience would only see riser. You act like Riser, and eventually you become him in that kind of weird psychological bullshit kind of way. <laughs> and I feel, and it's it's kind of fucky because 
don't have to do that. You can just be a humble motherfucker. And I don't think it's and I don't think it's wrong or nice, you know? Uh you, you kinda of broke up there, but I assume that you said there's nothing wrong with being nice. Yeah, that's it. That's basically right. what I said. Sorry. <laughs> My phone is kinda of fucky. This is this is a, uh, this is going great. <laughs> Uh, but no, absolutely, you're 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 one hundred percent correct in that. It like, I, again, I I don't think that at any point during this I have ever been in in doubt that once you reach a certain point, it becomes incredibly hard to maintain this, uh, this friendliness to your audience. But I I I just think that even like even if I I ended up becoming like big 5 million subscriber milestone kind of big ass famous i don't think i would have it in me to like take my audience for granted that the, the, the just the idea of that f- freaks me out and then you have like creators like fucking face clan or whatever who was like hey let me scam my audience and like how little do okay yeah know? that one's okay that one's like a big that's a big fuck off kind of thing. Uh, allegedly, because like everyone involved in that was like, <laughs> allegedly, uh huh, yeah. yeah. Allegedly, like have like three wallets filled with thirty billion bitcoins. Uh no, wasn't it five? It was five wallets. God. Yeah. And then, okay, so uh, what we're referencing is the, the the Save the Children thing, in case you don't know, real quick. The uh, uh, the Face Clan came together, well, several members of the Face Clan and uh, influencers uh, came together to make a, uh, a cryptocurrency thing called Save the Children, in which uh, the whole idea was that every time that you use that coin to 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 purchase anything or whatever, a, a small percentage would, would go to uh, children in need. Uh, and it then turned out to be a massive pump and dump scheme, uh, where one of them uh, was uh, like like the big names in the whole thing is Face K, I think his name was, and the other one was Sam Pepper, and Face K came out and was like, I uh, I had nothing to do with this. It was all Sam Pepper. Uh, and then he starts talking about how so these are my crypto wallets, and the dude has five different crypto wallets with a bunch of money on them. And then at, uh, it's not even fucking ten minutes after showing these five crypto wallets, of which most people only have one, he goes, "I'm not any sort of uh, authority or expert when it comes to Bitcoin." And it's like you have five wallets. You have f- you have five with a bunch of money on them. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch uh, Coffeezilla's like right. like um take on all this because he does a lot of investigative bullshit. And wow, there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes there. A lot of technical stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I I think you also have to be a certain level of like. Uh, psychopath to take advantage of people like that. Oh yeah, because that's a bit because like, I like apathy. I can understand because like it, it it comes with like symptoms of like burnout and imposter syndrome and like all these things with like being big on a platform. 
but then to but then there's like another level to like see see people as like currency as like a resource you can mine for goods and services uh, I know, I know, like, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't want $20, I wanted a peanut. Wait, money can be <laughs> Sorry. used to exchange for goods and services. I can buy many peanuts! <laughs> <gasps> oh, <laughs> but yes, um, oh, fuck, where was I going with this? I completely <laughs> forgot, damn it. I got damn you, mind peanut. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite joke from Simpsons is still the one. Oh, now I have no money and a family. Why can't I have no family and any money or something like that? No, no, no! no. I was like, oh, I have three kids and no money. Oh yeah. Why can't I have no kids and three money? Yeah, and free money. Oh, that one gets me every time. <laughs> Uh, I feel that in my soul every day I grow up. <laughs> and they also but yeah, have three uh... kids. <laughs> Not that Fucking... I know of. <laughs> yeah, uh... I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to be a special kind of fucking crazy to take advantage of your audience. Oh, you know what I was going to say. Uh, you can definitely tell the ones who take advantage of the audience are also the ones who have the. Biggest fucking ego on the planet. Oh, yes. Like, we're talking titanically huge. Um, You're talking rice gum. The rice gum kind of shit. Mm. Oh, God. He was involved in Save the Kids. He was. Apparently he was one of the influencers scam- who got out quick. Yeah, apparently he's also scammed other, like, his audience other times. Like, there was apparently a time where he was promoting a gambling site. Where it's like, hey kids, so uh, I just uh, bet, and oh my god, I got a Ferrari or some shit. And then, uh, like, he shows live how it happened, and then it was revealed that, um, oh wait, uh, the the people who made the side just pushed a button, so his chances were 100% of winning big. And then... uh, he got outed for that, and so he's like, yeah, I fucked up here. I have these Amazon gift cards that I'm now showing on screen, and he, like, pops five up or something, and no one has claimed that they work. So that was great. Great. Huh. Yeah, you gotta be a pretty fucked up person to take advantage of somebody like that. And I think, like, I don't know. I see... I'm glad we have like the server that that we do have right now, because yes. it's small enough to where like it's weird. There's 400 people, but I think there's only like 40 people like active at a time. Even then, that's kind of being generous. Oh yeah, but it's like I th- I think uh oh god, there was this thing we were like talking about in the Wild West like a few weeks ago about like parasocial relationships. I think that also has something to do with this topic where you culti- you cultivate these fans and you make them think you're there there is like the really psycho like psycho people who have these relationships who will pretend to be your friend always be there act like you have a very close relationship because they are cuz like you're providing them content and you're and they're giving you like views and clicks and shit 
And you think that, and it makes people think that they have this deeper relationship when it actually is nothing. And it's kind of really scummy that when they start calling in favors on those parasocial relationships. Yeah. Like, you don't know a guy like that until it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to be a friend. It takes a lot to be like, to say like we're cool with each other. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm like my, my brain scattershot just because I'm trying to form the ideas while I'm talking. I'm not really good at stream of consciousness, but uh, uh, pivoting there so quick. I hate the term mutual, like ferociously because it's making it's making something big of something that doesn't matter at all when you follow somebody on twitter and they follow you back suddenly you're mutuals it's like oh we're basically friends now but i want to take the next step and i'm like it doesn't fucking matter just watch each other there's no significance to that you know People, uh, I think people are just really desperate on like trying to like form relationships with the least amount of effort that they'll accept these kinds of things happening. Like what the like I follow uh, like me and and uh, Nick Nocturne follow each other. We're not mutuals in any way. He's like way up here, and I'm just down here being like, "Hey, you want to talk about anime?" <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, we 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 talk about, but you still like, yeah, your buddies. But that's the thing. You guys are like buddies. You're like okay, like pretty. You like you, you keep a good rapport with each other. You guys are like talk with you. You actually talk with each other, and that's like more of a relationship than like you following. It's like it's less you and him. It's more like you and like another comic creator you never talked to specifically. We're yeah. watching each other. Like it's that specific one that bothers me. Because people will get so fucking antsy about someone following them back and them following them in the first place. And they think it's like some big thing. And they treat it like it's some important relationship when it's less meaningless. But when you attach so much meaning to something so meaningless, it gets kind of hazy. And you make these weird judgments in your head. Sorry, like th that's a weird topic to talk about. And, like I am not, a, I'm, I am not equipped to talk about this kind of subject matter. <laughs> but it's like, geez. people on your internet, unless they're your friends, they're not your friends. Is what I'm trying to say. That that I think that is the best way that you can like like phrase it. like they they don't become your friend by just following you. They don't become your friend by yeah. just being like someone that you look up to. Friend goes both ways. And you have to like, you have to understand that there's more to it than just like this surface level bullshit. I had people who has fucking chewed me out for, stop, for not following them anymore. And it's like, who cares? Like, with like, we're friends on Discord and other things. Why do I need to follow you? Like, people have a weird, weird relationship with social media sometimes. I remember unfollowing somebody and then I kept getting sent suicide threats because I unfollowed them. Ah, uh, that's good. That. Mm. <laughs> They, oh, they were gonna they were they were super sad that i broke off this relationship and i'm like i don't even know you 
What's your first name? I don't even know that. (laughs) (laughs) What's my first name? Do you know that? <laughs> yeah. Please don't say it in the podcast. I, I'm I still kind of that. skeevy about that. Yeah, but I, but you're my friend, so you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> that's But that's like the fucking thing. Like, it's not that big a deal. Come the fuck on. The, uh, you, like, you don't, like, yeah. The, 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 the chat but put I, it uh, pretty, uh, pretty well. Uh, being like people who want you to be their friends but don't want to be yours. I think that 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 yeah uh, that makes sense. yeah that, that sums it up pretty well. Uh, do you ever get the people yeah. who haven't talked to you in months, so you move them and then they come to you and uh, like you've wronged them personally? Uh yeah. Have you had that, Cloudy? I mean, the, 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 the toaster bath guy was kind of like that, but like, we were never really friends to begin with, but, um, it's weird. I've, I've, I've had the opposite happen where like somebody who I've never, I haven't talked to in like eight years came up to apologize to me for a bunch of shit and I'm like, okay, cool. I want to keep talking. And then they never talked back to me again. Like, okay, great. I'm glad we could have this talk. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad we could have this talk we didn't have. Yeah. Uh, but that's but that's like the closest I've ever gotten. I've never really cared about about that much kind of stuff. Like um okay, okay, okay. I I don't have where I break off connections cuz I I'm too lazy to do to put in the effort. But I always get like the people who come out of the woodwork out of nowhere who I've never I've probably never talked to them period in college or like high school and shit but they try to be really chummy trying to get something out of me and i'm like what what the fuck's this all about bro like listen if you want if you want if you want to loan money you're not gonna get it if you want me to hold the drugs for you i'm not gonna do it i don't i'm not selling anything the best i can do is give you directions I can't even do that because my sense of direction is ass. Uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, apparently, so, Claudia, you, you, you can't see the stream, but uh, that killer bunny just doxed you saying Claudia's real name is Chad Thundercock. Bunny, how could you? I told you that in confidence. <laughs> no. Uh, I've had multiple people unfriend me and potentially block me, can't confirm. And in hindsight, I, it was always after such a mild thing, like a disagreement or whatever. I have, my best friend and I have actually had like a full-on fist fight at one point. Where we were just like, we were out f- for blood against each other. And literally after the fight, we went in and then... uh grabbed a, a can of coke and then played half-life 2 like that's the that, that those are the people that you want to be around like the people that you can be disagree with to such an extent that you want to fucking like fight and then put that aside and be like yeah, you know what shit's good again that's good that's a good friend right there because like, like, because, like they're also the people who are like um 
who who you know will will like not just be overly nice to you for the sake of being overly nice. These are people who will be real, who will tell who will tell you when you're wrong, and who will like like go against you if if you if if you if they're disagreeing with you, and uh, like. <sighs> There's so many people who, especially when when you're a person online, where you can say something completely fucking stupid, and they will be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, totally, well, one hundred percent, oh yeah," and it's like those are not the people that you want, like want to be friends with, but they are the people who want to be friends with you, so they're willing to fucking say whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty act. That's pretty apt. Yeah, like uh, I remember in in the last last podcast we had, I mentioned this person who was coming after me for liking Metal Gear, and I came after him for liking Mia. And again, I don't know if that person necessarily feels the same, but I would like to think that we were friends despite us disagreeing. Uh, uh, I I keep saying the word wrong vehemently. Vehemently, yeah. Vehemently. Uh, one of my uh, best friends, Sebastian. You you know him. Um, yeah, we uh, like he he likes um, uh, a bunch of uh, Nomura's stuff, uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts, none uh, none excluded, and and like we've had like long existential talks about how shitty uh, Nomura is, uh, but you know that's like that's his thing, and then I have a thing that I like that he doesn't like, and it's like who who guess. Oh, oh, oh. People will draw lines in the sand and cut ties over really dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, people will stay with a horrible, abusive person. And I'm not talking about like relationships, but I mean like weird parasocial shit for the dumbest of reasons because they want to have that moniker of being the friend. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think just just a lot of things that have to do with like social media that makes relationships weighted a weird way. Absolutely. The, um, it's been, uh, completely about nothing uh, that we've just talked about, um, uh, which is another thing I actually wanted to get into. Unless you have more to say about this topic. No, that's all I had to say. All right. So I'll probably come up with more later, but go ahead. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so, uh, I, I, I brought up Nomura earlier, mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't think that there's, uh, that anyone who knows writing can actually, um, with good conscience say that he's a good writer, but that's about it. Uh, and I saw that, uh, it's, it's actually coming full circle about everything that we just talked about, Pat! was saying how uh he didn't like the writing of um Kingdom Hearts. He liked the gameplay and everything, but he did not like the writing. And so um people came out of the woodwork as they are known to do to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And one of the people said something that I uh, I don't think I could disagree anymore. Uh where um uh, Pat is like uh, I have uh, basically the, they were saying you cannot dislike Kingdom Hearts if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts and to a certain extent I would agree because you know you can't really say like 
You can't make a educated uh, stance on a thing that you know nothing about. Uh, I I had that Basically, where I yeah. I tried to do that with Dragon Ball Super before I watched that, and I am embarrassed by how stupid I was at that point in time. But anyway, so Pat then goes out and says, I played uh, three or four of the games in in the in 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 the franchise uh maybe it was even more than that but then it was like do do i not have uh, get a say in in this unless i have played all of the games and then people were like and then at least some one person was like you absolutely don't you have to play all of them to have an opinion on on the writing as a whole and uh, so I, I kind of want to ask you where you stand on this because in my opinion you absolutely can have a po- stance when you have played these four because um, as Pat also put it at that point in time he uh, th- they were all the games that had come out and he just gave up after that so like at that point in time he had the opinion based off of 100% of the available material. And so more material came out later. Does that, as time went on, make his point wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm trying to like find a way to put it. Um, my personal stance on like writing is that... You can talk you can talk about writing style, writing themes and writing like um like if if you're trying to ex- if you're trying to see it like writing as a conflict how it's executed, absolutely. When it comes to like beat per beat per beat, like what happens in the story like in the in an actual like contextual sense, I feel like that's a little more muddy. But I feel like Pat's being pretty obvious. He's not talking about like the context of like uh, Kingdom Hearts. He's talking about his experience with it. His he's talking about how the story wasn't engaging. Why everything's so needlessly complicated? Why there are things that are said and picked up and dropped along the way? Because that happens a lot in Kingdom Hearts, especially. Oh yeah. I think that is a very you are completely justified in saying that. I don't like the experience. Here's the here's what they did wrong. You can also you can also be free. You also you also have to be free to admit that like these problems could also be addressed later, and you just don't know. But I feel like when when you're willing to say that, and you're willing to say like, "Hey, maybe this was fixed," but I but I've been burnt out. You're totally fine in saying that. Hmm. Because uh, yeah, wh- so wh- where I'm at, especially yeah. when it comes to you know reviewing web comics that goes on forever it's one of those things where i've had this talk a a good few times where it's like um uh, obviously you have to consume a certain amount of whatever you're criticizing before you can have a educated opinion about it that makes sense and obviously there can be instances where as the thing progresses the point that you had would be addressed. However, I think that for 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 certain things where it's like 
for a comic for a webcomic for example i think that one is a little yeah. more like uh, um i i can better understand where it's like oh it, it actually ended up becoming pretty good later on like with homestuck whereas the the then there's things like kingdom hearts where it's like you play four games that each come out as their own separate entity in a big series and once you mm-hmm. buy like the latest copy of that that is you have no way of knowing whether or not you're actually going to get another piece to the puzzle at that point in time this is final you know and when it comes to these things yeah. i absolutely 100% believe that you are in your like even if there came like eight other games after the ones that you have played, you are one hundred percent in the right to say this, like sucks, uh, because I think that a lot of people forget is that writing is not just as a whole. It's not just about like what feeling did you have once it all was said and done. Sometimes it's did you even fucking get there? Because good writing means that you are invested to stick with it until the end. So bad writing will also be if this thing is written so poorly or so boring that you do not care to finish it. That's bad writing. It can become fucking stellar at the end, but if it is written in such a way that people drop it because they're no longer interested, that is bad writing. And no amount of how good it becomes later on will ever mean that that point didn't exist. Here's my counterpoint with that, because that's that, that that's not a universal statement, because by the fact that there are fans willing to stab you in the chest with a spear for saying otherwise proves that it was good writing to them, because they actually stuck it through and made it to the end. Well, and it's cool. like... Yeah, I know, and I, and I get, like, good writing is such a very nebulous thing because it can change with a billion different factors. Like, Kingdom Hearts especially, the way it does things, I don't like personally because cause I played I played that one game for the 3DS, uh, 300-something fucking days over two, and that was, like, the only, that was, like, the worst video game I've ever played in my life. It was the only one I returned back to GameStop. <laughs> But I understand what they were trying to do. They wanted every single facet of the story to have its own side story. To have, like... How do I explain this? It is a very... The way Kingdom Hearts does it is very fucking weird. Because every single game serves to highlight a certain part of a larger world, a larger narrative. And you have entire games just to establish a single concept. That's what, like, Dream Drop Distance is. The, one, the game before, like, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Where they took that one concept, like, diving into dreams, they touch on, like, Sora being, like, Vanitas or sort of Roxas, whatever the fuck. And I only started looking up on this because I was morbidly curious. They... The entire mobile series expands on the concept of what the what was established in Dream Drop Distance, and it's like apparently all the little dream doggies that are following you around, helping you fight Heartless, are all like the dead souls of child soldiers, and it's nuts. But it's it's weird because it's definitely not a writing style that's going to appeal to everyone, but it's going to appeal to somebody. 
and the it, the people that it's appealing to love it because they love the sheer insanity and how it comes together. There is this. I think there's like this inherent intrigue for stories like these, even if it's like bad, even if you're like going down and diving into dumpsters, even if like the experience is painful. I think there's a sense of inherent gratification when you're reading something like this and you just see it put together and you like see the pieces click and turn. I think that moment when it actually does happen, whether or not the journey was a shit to get there, I think it matters to them that they actually got something out of it. You know, mm. I'm not. A, I'm, I've always been a person who never put too much stock in how good writing has to be, and because I try to look at things in like successful kind of things. Some of the best things, some of the best selling books in history, are fucking trash, but they hit certain like nerves for people to to make them like it and make it think it's good writing. Even when you go in and dissect it, it's bad, like really fucking bad. But it's still fucking winning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I so, so I never really yeah that basically it. I don't really put too much stock in whether Kingdom Hearts. You can totally have an opinion on Kingdom Hearts being ass without playing the whole games. That is completely fucking fair. And I don't think you should ever discredit somebody who's saying a thing is bad. But I also don't think you can you can even discredit the people who think it's legitimately good without hearing them out as well. No, of course, of course not. I uh, think there, yeah, there has we, to be like a, there has to be like this bridge where you go like cross into it and like you have to be willing to accept I'm not into this thing or I'm not into this thing, but you also have to like you know hear them out on both sides. And I think the pe like the fans who are like really obsessed, the ones who would like know all the pieces and try to share their head cannons, they are the ones who are the ones you shouldn't be listening to. Because the ones who are hyper-invested, they're only going to be listening to their own interpretations or whatever helps them build up their own experience. They're not willing to, like, you know, stoop themselves, like, bring themselves to a lower level and, like, try to explain why they like it without, like... if Because, like, the, the their enjoyment is very inherent. It's very, you know, this happened for me, why isn't it working for you kind of a thing. They can't really articulate why. No. Yeah. Uh, the, I I I would like to uh, like address that the the point I was making was not whether or not like something can be you know a hundred percent bad or whatever the fuck. The 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 point I was trying to make was is more the, about the whole thing of you have to experience the entirety of something before you are allowed to make an opinion uh, to have an opinion about it. Um. I totally understand that the uh, the people who 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 like Kingdom Hearts it's not something that works for me. Uh, I also totally understand the people who like Nia Automata or or just Yokotaro's writing in general. Uh, it just doesn't work for me. And, that, and 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 I don't think that like there are certain things with um with Nomura's uh, style of writing where it is like there are elements of it that are unnegotiable bad but that doesn't mean that the yeah. entire that where that the entirety doesn't manage to make you interested throughout uh for example um uh, I, like when you were talking about it earlier i was thinking of like naruto where it's like this shit is the dumbest <laughs> this is fucking stupid i hate it i hate how much they're botching the whole thing of oh you can work through uh to become 
like the big, uh, big strong, even when you're not given anything. And then uh, Naruto is literally given yeah. everything. And it's like, I fucking hate the writing on Naruto, but fuck me, do I love Naruto sometimes. Where it's like, oh, guy Lee, like, Lee is fucking opening the eighth gate, and it's like, oh, this is the fucking cool yeah. shit ever. Like, like. Oh, he's, being the sh- he's like beating the shit out of Madara. That's the hypest fucking shit, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I fucking love this shit, but the writing is objectively bad. And like, but but it's yeah. cool though. <laughs> so uh, you you can absolutely still have something where it 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 works even if the the writing is objectively bad. But the 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 thing yeah. is, like I I started mentioning uh, being mentioned in the chat a good uh, a few times where it's like it gets good after two or three seasons. And it's like uh, no. Yeah. No, uh, then uh, like if I watched three seasons and I'm still not fucking hooked, then I am 100% allowed to say I don't like this thing. Then like I don't yeah, care how good good it becomes like at season six or whatever the fuck. If if I feel that something is bad for three seasons, the, that is 100% valid to think that those three seasons are bad and then stop there because it is after all the fiction's job to keep you invested until it gets really good. Yeah. So like, and, uh, it, okay, it, so, it gets good at season season six. <laughs> Fuck you! Why can't it be good at season one? Well, there's probably factors. That's the thing. Mm. But it's like, okay, so uh, backtracking, just go, just answering like the initial question at first, like. No, you don't have to play the entire extended universe. Literally, you can. I, I, I would say you're totally fine if you just never played any of the games at all, and like read up a Wikipedia article, and like read through the story, and you can make an opinion on that. That's kind of that's, that's literally what I did with Metal Gear because I have no experience with that game. Hmm. But like, but again, like I don't have I don't have like the best thing because like again, there's just certain things that happen unless you do it, and that's just an inescapable fact. I'm going to say, like, Pat's completely in the right in that whole situation where you can you can play the games and be like, no, you're not like you, you like I think this shit is I think this shit sucks. I did not have a good time. And he's perfectly valid in saying that. I'm going to say like the whole all the fans attacking him or dogpiling him. They're, they're being like spoiled brats. That's just that's just how it fucking is. Mm. What I am trying to say as well is like. I don't like the idea of like because just because you were in, invested doesn't it, it doesn't mean it's automatically bad writing. No, of course because not. you have you have rabid fans willing to like kill you because they were able to get invested, yeah. and that's like the thing. That's like the one stance I never really got because like because like it just if something doesn't grip you to season six or seven, but. It had to grip somebody to get to that point. Of course. Like, yeah. Um, I like uh, I have I have the worst fucking traction with this shit because like I love Hunter x Hunter. I love uh One Piece. I loved and like those and like those series. When you like boil it down, it's got some amazing shit. But god damn, it is like the most unfriendly kind of things when you're trying to like read the backlogs of it. Because, like, Hunter Hunter is so fucking slow, it doesn't get good until, like, York New City, maybe? But it doesn't, like, kick off for me. It didn't kick off for me until I read the Chimera Antarch. And then I was like, fuck. But that's, like, 
four arcs in, and you there, and you had to go through like three hundred chapters of like setup just to get to this one part, so you would understand everything that's happening. And even then, there's you're still basically reading a light novel of detail. And fucking One Piece, like, I understand people who don't like the time skip. I genuinely do. I personally think it, the story's at a point where it's actually way better than anything we've seen before the time skip right now. Just because everything that's happening at this moment in the story is like, it's, 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 we're starting to get the payoffs for all the waiting we had to do. But, like, I would never, like, I'm at a point where I'm like, Lhasa, like, just fucking watch a couple videos catching you up. I'm not going to make you read the entirety of One Piece to enjoy it. Because there's just too much for, like, a normal person to, like, to think is acceptable. Just because I love this story and I'm willing to put in the investment to, like, sit through all the really shitty arcs, all the boring plot lines, just so I can enjoy the good shit later. I think that's just a fundamentally different mindset some people are willing to take when they go into series like these. Yeah. Like I think I think it's just some people have a legitimately different threshold for what is going to keep me invested and what isn't. Like if you tap out on episode 1 of a new series, that's fine. And then like you see it go on for another 8 series and you still think it's bad, I think you're entitled to that opinion. I think you're right in saying that. But I also think it can't discredit the fact that series went on to eight seasons. I actually think, oh, I, okay, I know my thing. I know my thing. I thought Game of Thrones was fucking ass because I couldn't make it through three episodes. Yeah. And, like, I knew I was probably missing out, but I thought that whole shit was fucking boring, grimdark middle school shit when I first saw it. And I couldn't stand watching it. That was me personally. But I never really found the need to talk about how bad it is because I didn't have an enjoyment of it. I, I, but at I the same time, it could also be like there's, they're probably doing something good that's just not for me. I, I will say, however, that um, like j just to real real quick jump on that and say I I think I disagree with a little of what you're saying that where you say like if you watch one episode and you say you don't like it, that's fine. Like sure. I absolutely agree that uh, that if you don't like get caught by that, then you you don't you you don't owe it to anyone to stay and 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 enjoy the rest. But I don't think that you would be in a place where you could go. The writing is uh, sucks from just. I think I definitely think that there is a certain amount you have to consume before you you can say whether or not something is like is one thing or the other you can say you're not interested i think that's perfectly fine but yeah. i don't i don't think that you at that point in time can say one way or the other whether like i don't think you can make a comment on the quality is basically what i i'm trying to get at i guess but then but then like it feels like we're splitting hairs at this point cuz i think that there there has to be if there isn't, like, a definitive line, like, you have to read a hundred chapters to tell if a webcomic's good or not, it, what, then what's the difference? Well, like, because, th th that's yeah, exactly what I want to like, have a conversation play, about. Yeah, I think, I think it's not a, I, don't, I think it's either, 
it's like uh, you know I do agree maybe one episode is too short but then it's like okay you play three Kingdom Hearts games and the three of them that you played are recoded chain of memories and uh 356 over two days you can de- you can definitely say you played those three Kingdom Hearts games they have and you never played any of the numbered ones and it's like man this sucks like the, the the does that guy count because he had to suffer through those three games without any of the context? I would say compared so. to like somebody who's played one, two, and like three. Uh, again, I, th- I think it's they have they have the same slice of the pie. I, I think that it's 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 different when it comes to games like this because like those come out where the last thing that came out was the end, whereas uh, whereas uh, for example, Homestuck is like. No, that thing just kept on going and going and going with the narrative never reaching a conclusion until it reached the conclusion. Uh, like, w- would you say that my uh, my first video on Homestuck, which you have bullied me about a lot, was reflective yeah. of the, was reflective of the quality of Homestuck when the kid has hardly even left his house? Like, of yeah. course not. No, but- like. I- <laughs> because like uh, that was mostly because like that was uh I think we both agreed uh, like that was way too short to cut to count for like the whole exactly. damn thing and and that was still like uh, yeah. uh like a like a hundred pages like for some things that would be like a lot but for Homestuck it was ba- ba- basically nothing and the plot has hardly gotten started now yeah. I can and, uh, at that point in time I can I can say that the way that it tells the story is not one that makes me want to stick around but i cannot go and say the writing is bad at that point in time i have not consumed enough of the thing to make an educated uh opinion about the thing i think that's that's my opinion at least okay i, I will i will definitely concede like when I, when i was ranting earlier like maybe one or two seat like one episode is way too little maybe one or two seasons is a little too little I think I think it all. Everything has to come with like a certain context, you know, because mm. like, you like it. It's it's gonna be different for every single set of circumstances because like no two identities are gonna be doing things the same way. Like imagine you watched only uh, Attack of the Clones, and that was like the only Star Wars movie you watched. And you, you can't really say something about the entirety without that. But let's say you only watch one trilogy. But it's not like the original trilogy or like the clone trilogy or the new trilogy. Can you still have an opinion for Star Wars as a whole? What if you've never touched the movies but you've only had the extended content? Then that gets a little murky when you start like going to the side. I feel specifically for Star it's, Wars, it's it's a little different because you, right out of the gate, you're being told this is uh, not uh, like this is a part of the entirety. Whereas, for example, uh, let's say the um, the the Fast and the Furious franchise. Every time a, a, a new movie yeah. comes out, you're of the like you're of the opinion that this is probably going to be the last time we see this thing. And every time, oh no! Uh, by the way, I have a long lost brother who now wants to kill me, or something like that. And and then, like when it comes to those things, I think that you are absolutely allowed to have a, a like watch one movie and go nah that's not for me whereas for for star wars 
I, I, again, I don't know the exact number, but when you know that this is a part of a longer spanning, uh, like this is just a, a slice of the story and not like a, a whole entire thing, I think like that's where it becomes a little confusing. Fair, fair. I guess, yeah, Star Wars would be a fucking bad example, like Star Wars always is. <laughs> but it's like, I think I think you'll whenever we ask these kinds of questions, we always have to like take we always have to have like a very specific example to look at. Yeah, of course. And like look at the context of of who's talking cuz I think it's impossible to make a judgment call like this for like a broad sweeping statement for all peoples and all media they consume cuz there's cuz the experience is going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Like again, going back to Pat in his specific situation, he was so in the right I can't come up with an analogy for it. I, I had something and I fucking dropped it. Damn it. But it's like, I don't think we could say the same thing if we were talking about like someone else entirely who maybe only played the first the like first two games and then dropped it after that and never touched any of the uh, extraneous uh, games or even decided to look at them. Like... I'm, I've never really been a fan of like stories that um hide that hide crucial lore, either in like text boxes or in like uh or like side items. Like um, I, like I love environmental storytelling, but I also don't like it when it's like so open ended it could mean anything. Because then it's like you could have just told me. But I, I think I think it's all. But I think it's also just a taste kind of thing, you know. Um, so I, uh, just a tangent real quick. I'm trying to get a copy of De Devil May Cry 5. My brother has it in his house. He just lost it. So in the meantime, I'm trying to play Bloodborne. This yeah. is going to come back around, I, I, hopefully. Yeah. Um, uh, I recently, so I, I finally was able, after a while, I finally beat Fodergast Coin. I did some bullshit where now I'm using like the Blades of Mercy instead of um the the cane, and I'm having a way more fun time with the game now. But uh, I did some like little environmental storytelling thing earlier, where uh, you know, like his daughter before the fight, where he's like looking for her mom and dad, mm. and like uh, you you show you show her like the brooches, like she gets super sad and she doesn't know what to do, and I tried to be, oh hey, this church opened up, why don't you go there? And then, like, she gets murdered by a pig. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you go you go down to the sewers, you, like, kill the pig. I'm just grinding for her blood echoes. And then you find a bloodstained ribbon, and you're like, oh. So, I end up replaying the game, speedrunning it, so I can choose a second option. And then I do, the, and then the same fucking thing happens. And then I end up doing the same thing again. I made a third character. I'm like, no, I'm going to save this kid. But she dies all the time, and I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. And I feel like they, like through through that little sequence, they were trying to tell me in this world, this girl's gonna get so sad that her mother and father never came back because they died. You essentially killed her dad. Uh, that she's also gonna end up dying. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't feel like engaging with the story anymore. This sucks. I'm. J I have fun with the gameplay, and that's it. And I feel like that's okay with me. 
Because that's how I'm going to choose to consume Bloodborne. Because blood, because like the Souls games are those stories where there's there's a lot they give you up front, but there's so much more in the background. Yeah. And I'm going to, and I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to choose not to enjoy this. I want to enjoy the gameplay instead. And that's how I'm going to have fun with the story. The writing could be great, but it's gonna. But at this point, it's not for me. I don't want to be sad. No, like the, 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 yeah. I, uh, I'm, a, I don't really know how how we got here, but uh, the 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 whole thing about uh, like Bloodborne, it, I I totally understand why that that style of of writing is not for uh, for anyone, <clears throat> but um, the, I think there's like a difference between that and say Kingdom Hearts, where Kingdom Hearts is like there's oh, yeah, no yeah, yeah. Where, there's no reason for the text uh, for this narrative. To be so convoluted, whereas for oh, yeah. the, so- the Soulsborne series, nine times out of ten, the reason why you don't have all the information is because it has been lost to time, or people are just straight up lying. In fact, Dark Souls yeah. One uh, actively has you be told, "Hey, go do this thing," and then when you do that thing, you find out, "Hey, that's actually the the bad thing." And only when you start to uh, like research the story find like little bits and pieces of lore you can find here and there you find out wait these guys are actually tricking me into doing the bad thing and then like that part of discovering what the story is becomes a part of the game and so for those instances i think that it works whereas with kingdom hearts it's like no we mentioned something in an offhand comment and you have to go read the fucking journal to find out who this massively huge important plot character is when we could have just told you i mean that's also i still want to say there's something like bloodborne does that too because there's like a button when you go through all the menus and like every single item in the game has a very detailed exp- like uh, story attached to it. Like every, except for the pebble, the pebble is the only item I've seen that doesn't have any lore attached to it. All it says is like, it's fun to throw rocks at enemies, yeah. but I feel like everything has like a purpose in that game. And Bloodborne does this like a million times better than Kingdom Hearts does. I'm going to, I want to say that right now because like it, they, they actually took into care to like, mention every single little thing has a purpose why does it exist in this world why we're using blood to heal ourselves and i think that's really good and i feel like for the people who are obsessed with like kingdom hearts who will like dig into every kind of nook and cranny to like make their make the story make sense i feel like when you have when you have like stories that are open ended or like just vague enough that you can like fill in the blanks yourself, you're gonna have people who enjoy making stories, making sense in their own heads, even if they're wrong, even if that's not what the people intended. Like uh, the way the the way Ansem was handled in the first game was fucking trash, especially because like the reveal of him turning into just some fucking guy, unless you read the reports, was ass as all fuck. But because of that, people who have read the answer report started, like, making connections, and, like, they're waiting for the next game so they can start making those connections, and they start this little spider web of, like, details going from game to game. Whereas, like, Bloodborne and Soul games will always be contained in the one games. Like, Kingdom Hearts, because it's, the, because of its, like, really loose, fast and loose writing, they can use that to, like, 
whatever isn't filled in this game, there's always that like expectation it's going to be filled in the next if you look for it. Yeah. And I think I think like the the point I was trying to make with all this is that people are going to find ways to enjoy the games no matter what cuz that's cuz like gaming as a medium is always going to be like they're, they're going to put out a product and you can totally do what you want to do you can totally go with the de- developers expectations but at the same time you could be like no i'm going to do this instead like oh you want me to you want me to grind on this boss how about if i just no clip through this wall and skip him entirely that's a thing that happened that I recently learned about, and that is fun. But fucking, but yeah, I th- I think it's just that when when you're trying to like judge, I think it's easier to judge like comics and movies and uh, books on a very objective level because I think it's a lot more clear that people get their enjoyment from like the story of how it's presented because that's all you have to work with. Games are always going to be this little weird nebulous because you're going to get mixed with the people who love, uh, you know, the gaming experience and the writing. And it's going to be like maybe part of the writing experience was like digging around, even though that's not what the intention was. That was what they did anyway. Uh, sorry, I have ADHD and my brain keeps jumping around the topic so i'm sorry if i got lost to you there and rambled a yeah, li- little bit uh yeah sorry trying to explain my my reasonings for all this just makes me jump around a lot but, like the point is like i think uh, bottom line just to cut this off um i think that you're allowed to say so you're you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it like, I don't think you can say something is bad or good at this point. Just like without taking into account all like the, the details of the people who've enjoyed it. It's because you're always going to run to a situation where, you know what, this shit was good for me. I enjoyed it. Well, I didn't enjoy it. So it's bad. And that's what I think about all this. Like, you're always going to be running into that circle. I um I I think like it's a it's, I think it's a useless argument that's what I'm trying to say. I uh, 100% uh, disagree with you. I think that you can totally say that that something is bad even if you enjoy it. Like I fucking adore me some fucking goofy ass slasher horror flicks and I know they're trash. But uh I uh, and I know that the writing is trash. I know that sometimes even the like have you uh, have you ever watched The Room? Yes. Yes. Can we agree mm-hmm. that that's trash? Yes. But you enjoy it because it's trash. Yes. Yes. So I do. As of such, you can absolutely say whether something is good or bad. The question then becomes: Do you enjoy it when something is good or bad? I think like. Here's my thing, because I, I, I follow I fall into the idea that if it, if you enjoy it, then it's inherently good. Even if something's really bad, if you like it, then it's good to you. So I think the room being fucking dumpster fire can still be classified as good, 
because of that phrase, it's so bad, it's good. You know? Yeah, but I, I, I but then I, with the same token, like when when you say it's so bad, it's good, then you are agreeing that it is objectively bad. Yes. So you can say something is bad. Quality does not equal enjoyment. <laughs> yes. I agree. Th I agree with that. But you just said otherwise. That's why this. That's why this whole fucking argument's pointless. It's because not like pointless. You can say you can agree it's bad. Yes, because I think it's like if it's so bad, but it's also good because it's bad. That's a very dumb statement. Well, no, no one made that statement but you. I know. But that's but that's why I think but that's why I think it's so dumb, because like, I don't like the term. Even if it's bad, if you enjoy it, it's also good. That's the way I think of it. And you know, I could I can probably be entirely wrong here, but that's just how I see it. That, I think that, if you, that, yeah. Long story short, you can absolutely like, dunk on Kingdom Hearts even if you only play Kingdom Hearts One. There we go. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I agree with that statement. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've uh, so I've been trying to get into our uh, mailbox, but apparently um, I need to check my phone for a message. Otherwise, I'm not allowed into our mailbox because I don't know if you have access to it with your current situation. Uh, I'm not leaving my house. Like the one, like my mailbox actually got like not your fucking okay, so my brother real has, like, a camera life mail. Not your fucking real life mailbox, you idiot! The fucking webcast <laughs> relief mail. Oh, wait! <laughs> you can't get into it. No, it says the device oh. isn't recognized. For your security, Google wants to make sure it's really you. Check your, and then I assume it's your phone for a. a and then, like, a thing should have popped up. Uh, I didn't get a single text, man. That's well, I, don't worry, I can access the email from my phone, so we'll do that then. Great. <laughs> I, I, complete, I completely did not understand what you were talking about when you said mailbox. I am sorry. <laughs> Why would I talk it's about like, your real-life mailbox? I thought you wanted to start a PO box and like you know get swords and you know don't you want to don't you want a fucking Spartan sword and you're like on your doorstep one day? I I already have a fucking sword and even it, like if we were to get fucking swords, I would be allowed to keep them because I have a shop weapon license. Oh, that's cool. I don't have a license. Try to get my gun license. We'll talk about that another day. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, the first question we got is from Why Not. She sends a writing question. What is something you've never seen done in the story? You go first. Uh, where did they send this mail? Oh, they sent this to webcastrelief at gmail.com. That's webcastrelief at uh, gmail.com. Yeah. This podcast is a fucking mess. I love it. Yeah. Alright, so... Why not ask, what is something you have never seen done in a story, movie, show, what have you, that you really want to see? 
<sighs> What's something you've never seen done that you want to be done? Well, I I I have an idea, but that that that's a that's a uh, that's a story that I kind of want to make myself. So I don't know if it's good. Fuck it. Uh, I would love to see a sitcom based around high-profile bank robbers. Payday, but the show. Exactly. Exactly like Payday. Like I've I've been I like fucking that. toying with 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 the idea of writing a story simply based off of me and Team Dive playing Payday because they because it is ripe for funny hijinks and dumb escapades. Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking fantastic! Like making a series out of your own let's plays. Yeah. How about you, man? Um. I want to see. Okay, uh, this is gonna be very stupid. I want to see like, y- you know those really, really, really awful like video game movies. Like not even about like Mortal Kombat. I'm talking about like the ones that like vaguely reference like uh video games and shit. Like there's this one that's being advertised like Guy. Oh, I want to see guy. a movie like that. Yeah, free guy. Yeah. So I want like a movie that's like the life of a let's player, but it's not about the games he plays. It's about the existential crisis of like having to put up this front and what that does to like the emotional psyche of it all. I want to see a character deconstruction of, of fucking PewDiePie is what I'm trying to say. But in like cinema screen format. That sounds uh and you didn't want the the sadness that came with Bloodborne? No, because I the, blood, <laughs> the thing with Bloodborne is like I felt I felt wholly responsible for this child dying. But I but I want to be sad when it's someone else's fault. Oh, okay, I see, I see, I get you. <laughs> I'm a you see, Riser, I'm a bad person. <laughs> Is this the point well, you where enjoy I tell me you because that, I'm good? Is this the point where I tell you you don't actually have to tell Gascoigne's kid that they have to go, so they just stay in their house and they don't get eaten by the pig? Why the fuck didn't you tell? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I so thought yes, it was a Cloudy, story you are. Here. You you are a bad person. <laughs> I am a bad. Oh, it's me killing Toriel on my first playthrough all over again. Yep. Oh, I'm a monster. Anyway, next question. <laughs> okay, Jericho asks. Hey, I've got a few questions for the next episode, and I figured I'd ask these to help a friend out as well. Is anyone else who needs it? Uh, question number one: What are some expectations you have to put up with as creators, self-imposed or otherwise? How do you overcome them? If you haven't managed to overcome them yet, how do you manage yourself? And last but not least, of all the anime you've seen, who is the best girl TM? Thanks, Jerry. Uh, what was the first part again? What are some of the expectations you have with as? self-imposed or otherwise 
What are the expectations you what you kind of brought up? What are some of the expectations you have to put up with as creators, okay. self-imposed or otherwise? Um, I like I can obviously only talk about it as a YouTube creator. Uh, I don't know about like offer <laughs> or or anything like that. But as a, well, I suppose in in broad terms, no matter what type of content you create, whether it's art or writing or or videos or whatever, you're always gonna have people who will think that they know better, and you will have people who actually do know better. And one of the things that you will have to put up with is uh, getting uh, feedback. And so, what you can do to that feedback is choose to uh act upon it or ignore it um like i have had uh people who have been like hey can you add subtitles to literally every video that you make and i don't think those people actually know how long it takes to make subtitles um so it's one of those things where i understand where the the uh the um criticism comes from but I do not think these people understand the, uh, the work that uh, like that goes into it. I also had uh, like I remember okay I remember this person vividly. So there was one point where I don't recall what what video specifically it was, but uh, it was one video where uh, I had not censored out a naughty bit, and simply because I had missed it in in the. I think it was Angel Corp or something. I think like if you look in the far corner, you can see like the shadow of a of a dick or something like that. And then like <laughs> uh, the video had been up for like two years or something. And then this dude comes over and it's like, "Hey, why don't you um uh, do, you, do you know that there's a dick here?" And I'm like, "Oh, I guess my, I must have missed it." And then uh, like, "Well, why don't you ch- why don't you do something about it?" And it's like, I don't think you understand how much actually goes... Because, like, this was before YouTube had, like, their own, like, little editing thing. So, for me to ch- to yeah. do this, I would have to find the video and then put a fucking, uh, like, a sensory bar over this thing. And, uh, and then, like, I would have to render it all over again. I would then have to re-upload it as its own new separate video losing all of the views and interactions i've had on that one video which is what makes it more visible to other people just because of a uh, of a single thing that i missed it's one of those fucking uh, things where i understand where you're coming from but you clearly do not know what goes into it now all that uh, to say is that you're going to get uh, no matter what kind of creator you are you're going to get feedback where uh, some of it is sometimes good, some of it is sometimes bad, and you have to uh, make up for, for yourself, like, what do you choose to listen to and what do you choose not to listen to? There are all, obviously also creators who don't listen to any sort of criticism, uh, and we have seen how that goes with people like Andrew Dobson. Um, so uh, that's one of the things that you have to de- deal with, is that... Uh, you're also going to have to deal with the fact that you you're going to be held to a higher standard whether you want to or not like i i i mentioned it before i'm sitting on so much fucking dirty laundry from many 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 different creators and and 
I and there's a few, sometimes there's few things I would rather do than just fucking just spill the tea, sister. But I can't because, <laughs> like, I I now understand that I I have a bigger audience, and me saying these things can can negatively influence these people, and uh, in a way that wouldn't necessarily be the case if I wasn't the uh, a, a creator as I am. And so you, once you become a creator with any uh, with a a following, you have to understand what impact you can have. Um, similar to like when you're interacting with people on like let's say Twitter, and then you, there's a massive difference. And I think that the creators who do this thing and then play play it off like it's not a big thing are being disingenuous. Where if someone says a dumb thing and you comment on the dumb thing, that's fine. But if you then quote tweet the dumb thing and then say why it's a dumb thing, then you are actively inviting your entire following to join in on the fray of the dumb thing, to dunk on this person. And then like you, you, I've seen countless of, of online creators be like, I never told them to do anything. You kind of are. You're inferring that, hey, look at this dumb idiot when you could have just made, a, made it like a reply instead. And so you got to understand that like, even if you don't tell anyone to do something outright, you're going to have an audience who sometimes will act on their own accord with the in uh, with your best interest uh, with what they think is your best interest in mind like scene from like dragon ball z abridged and like when dende was like signing the papers to become the new kami and like well, the one thing he reads is like atrocities will be committed in your name and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> that's kind of what i imagine being a creator is like yeah like I, I I remember there was at one point when I, w- I think I was covering Rascals at that point. There was someone who like went in and commented on, uh, I think it was the Rascals forums or something, and being like, "I can't wait for for Riser to fucking rip you guys to shreds or something." It's like that's not like you're misinterpreting everything that that the show stands for. Like I know that you want probably want to like get my show's name out there and while i do appreciate that you're doing so in the worst fucking way imaginable because at this point you have you have basically equated me to a fucking attack dog and i'm that's not what i am so yeah you're gonna have like your audience is definitely gonna do stuff on their own accord which they think is your in your best interest and it and you will whether you want to or not kind of sort of depending on how much you care be responsible for them like some kind of caretaker that's why i have a lot of people i have beef with but i make it my damn fucking life mission not to like not to outright out them on social media or something like i i will mention how hey i don't i don't like bonitis but i don't think that like anyone who listens to the podcast and has gotten an insight in me as a person will know uh, will think that i want anything bad to happen to that person because i obviously don't but if you're like looking at my social media with any sort of cursory glance and you see hey i do not like 
uh, this dude, then there's a much bigger chance that people are just going to go, okay, then I'm going to find this dude and I'm going to call him a cunt. <laughs> I know we've been doing that a lot with, like, Blizzard. Whenever you quote tweet Blizzard, I know I notice a lot more. I mean, like, you don't have to do anything because everyone's dogpiling on Blizzard. You're in the drum. Fucking told you so, and I think that's good. Yeah. I think that's good. But it's but at the same time, it's like I don't think I, I you're like no better than anyone else than like you know, great power comes great responsibility. Like if I you're not gonna like oh you try your best to hold yourself accountable for everything you post. Yeah. You're not gonna blindly command the audience to like go attack this fucker because I told you to. No. Uh, e- even the fucking the the one like big quote unquote enemy that the web comic relief has ever had was Leoian for the for uh, for the false like takedown thing, and even then I was like I'm gonna handle this myself. And like I will never like like the whole thing of sending your your audience to to attack someone. I think that's disgusting. Yeah. If if it's yeah. like oh hey no wait this person is a pedophile guess what you what you then do you call up the police and then you like go hey this person is a fucking pedophile you don't go hey audience go and call this guy a cunt like no what no that's that's fucking schoolyard shit actually help people though that would be good yeah it would be nice um. I guess you kind of answered, how did you overcome those expectations? I, d- I, I still fall short of, of certain people's expectations. I have gotten uh, various uh, mails and comments of people who are not happy with me uh, saying when, some, like, when something is dumb that I call it retarded. And I have made a conscious decision not to, to change that uh, word because... While I'm not gonna use all of the the other really really bad negative slurs, I'm use like I'm not I'm never gonna call a person retarded as a derogatory term because I understand that 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 is like that is the bad thing to do. But I'm definitely gonna say if something is stupid, uh, like a a thing, then I'm then I'm not gonna be uh like afraid of calling them retarded and that is gonna fall short of some people's expectations and 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 uh demands almost of me and that is fine because there are sometimes where you where you kind of have to go go you know what this is me like this is a part of me that you cannot take away Obviously, I'm going to try and bend over backwards to make my audience happy because, again, without them, I wouldn't have a a show. I wouldn't have a, this podcast. I would never have met you or anything like that. But there's only so much that you sh- you can and should change. If people wanted me to stop cussing, then you, you have found the wrong person to watch. It is part of my vocabulary it is something I use when I'm talking in English to give my brain a briefing room so I can translate. And it's also something that I had when I was learning English, I, le- uh, I learned it from video games and movies. So in my brain, saying something is fucking huge, that means that it's the step above huge. Now it's not just really huge, it's fucking huge. That's the way, like, it, it's a way of scaling in my head. 
How about you, Cloudy? Not a creator. You you have like a a a semi popular D and D thing going on, don't you? I mean, semi pop like we 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 only breached ten people watching yesterday. Hey, we got we got seven now. That's more than me. Well, thank you. Um, fucking. Uh, I don't. Oh, because I never thought I never think of it like that. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a very passive person. I had to like struggle to come up with an opinion when you asked me my take on something's good or bad. I had to make that up <laughs> on the spot for you. Yeah, okay. Because like Sorry my my I think like spot. my initial thing is just it's okay. It's just I I I'm starting to realize I'm not a guy with very strong opinions. I. I think like my I'm I'm trying to like find my identity with this kind of shit. I, I think like there's either there's just expectations of me I'm completely ignorant about that I'm still trying to figure out. Um the ones that I have self-imposed on myself is mainly mental stuff, I guess. Uh I'm a very I'm like one of those people who's like a workaholic but at the same time if I don't get anything out if I, if it if I don't get anything done, I'm incredibly hard on myself. <laughs> um, I think... I think, like, the most important thing is just keeping yourself accountable for whatever you are doing. Because... Uh, I always hesitate calling myself an animator just because I don't do shit half the time. And that's mostly because of a myriad of factors, but the but the bottom line is, like, I don't Put out enough content to comfortably to, for to comfortably call myself an animator, but I realized like that over time, people see me as that regardless, and they recognize me for the shit I put out, even if I don't think if it is big, it's big to somebody else. Mm. So I think you gotta hold yourself accountable in whatever you are doing, and that, that's something I'm learning on the spot right now. <laughs> Especially being like your podcast buddy, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta actually start having opinions on shit because I'm like, bit bro, hmm. It took me like an hour of rambling to realize that I, you know, I think this question's stupid, and, and I had to like figure that out on like on the fly. So thank you, Riser. I'm here to help. Question mark. <laughs> I guess I'm learning things about myself in a very deep and methodical way. Because I have to apply myself and not sit on the sidelines, uh, which is weird for me. You gotta climb down from that fence. <laughs> I gotta climb down from the. I have to choose a side and break yeah. my arm. Last time I last time I climbed a fence, I broke my arm. So I gotta decide which one I want to get rid of today. How the fuck did you manage that, real quick? Uh, okay, I was like eight. No, yeah, I was eight years old. Um. The door to the so the backyard was closed, even though it was my birthday. I was trying to get in there to get myself some fucking cake. So I climbed over the fence and I tried to slide down, but then like the wood supporting me broke and I fell on my left arm and it broke. <laughs> fucking tried to do the fucking I tried to be a cake heist. <laughs> the cake heist. Little eight year old cloudy cake heist. The worst part is I never got the cake because I had to go to the hospital. No shit. 
I tried to put on brave face. Can't really hide a crunch that big though, so it's like, oh. She oh, I'm fine. Like We're fucking Wooly trying to steal a pie from a windowsill. <laughs> basically, but I w but I was not as skilled a thief as Wooly. I did not. I did not put enough points in the dexterity. <laughs> that, but uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, the last question of like of all the anime you've seen, who is the best girl? TM. Uh, mm. I I want to say Baikin, but she's not in the anime. She's in the fighting game. Um, and Yoko, like Yoko, is is, is great, but mm, I don't know. Hold on, let me let me look at oh, oh, right, See, see, like, oh shit, you're right, because like the one I, the one I was gonna go to was Rosalind from Disgaea, but she's from a video game. Yeah, oh. like, like, sure, they're anime inspired, but it's not an anime. Anime. So no, uh, I, fuck, I actually have to think. Uh, I, okay, uh, uh, it, it's probably not my final answer, but I really liked. Uh, I can't. I don't even think I can remember her name. Tatsuki, like uh, Ichigo's friend from uh, from Bleach, the one who does karate. Oh yeah, I, I remember really loving cool. her when I was reading it. Uh, I haven't watched that much fucking anime. Hold on. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna look at like my pile of Shonen Jump right here and see if I can pick something, get some inspiration. Uh, the military lady from Dead Man Wonderland. Ah, oh, Makina. Yeah, she's. Great. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's good. She's great. Fucking, I'm just gonna pull up a random issue and go to a random page see if I choose. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a uh, Kugisaki from Jujutsu Kaisen. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the topic of the minute? We're trying to figure out who our favorite girl from an anime favorite. is, and we're having like a disturbingly hot time coming up with an answer. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, we immediately realized, like, we, we like girls who are, like, anime-inspired, but they're from video games. Um, um, okay, okay, I, I think I got one. I think I, I legit have one. Tsunade from Naruto. Not one I can listen to. You know what? Good. Yes, I like that. Strong punch girl, uh, milf, big honking titties, and, and drinks a lot. I was going to say, you know, that I was honestly very good, very, very good. That's my final answer. Uh, I was going to say, all right, um, midnight from Hero Academia. This is all right because boobs, and she's yeah. I to be fair, there's like a whole cavalcade <laughs> I could choose from, like Hero Academia, but I'm like, I'm gonna go with midnight as my final answer. Okay, uh, I'm kind of worried with how much I think the the girl we just picked tells about us. 
and the and the stuff we like. I I don't, I don't know. No, because we had to like we had to like pick on the spot because like we had our girls on our pedestals ready to go, but then we read the requirements and they didn't meet. It's like fuck. All right. So, but if but it's a video a, game character, then then it's Rosalind from Disgaea. Yeah, Rosalind from Disgaea and Biken from uh, Guilty Gear. Yes, exactly. All right. The pink haired girl from. Oh wait, F- actually, no. I I have. I, ha- I, I never actually watched. Uh, I think I watched two episodes of Fully Cooly, which is weird okay. from a from a guy who's so much into to trigger as I. Oh, actually, you know, I, 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 wait, no, I have my obscure anime waifu. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, I have this, this is a long fucking title. Okay. Ryo Kurotori from Muhyo and Roji's Bureau of Supernatural Investigation. She I is am... an artificer. She, she, she has witch aesthetic. I like her. I'm gonna, uh, trust that that is a good pick. I... <laughs> She is a she is a pretty cool character. She is a very nice lady, but she also is evil because sad backstory. Okay. But also the shit she pulls out is actually kind of cool in universe retrospective. And she also gets a redemption arc, so I like that. What is Yeah, real territory. What what is that chick from uh Bleach? Uh, I think she, uh, I think they call Aranka the one that has like the 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 number on her under boob. Uh, oh, oh, I I I know who she is. Um, she's the shark lady. Is she a shark? I don't. Fuck. Know. I think she was shark lady. Uh, uh Full Metal Alchemist also has a uh, Major Armstrong. Uh, Olivia Armstrong. I think her name. You is. know what? Yeah. Where she fucking yes. beats oh, God, yes. where she fucking trashes the absolute goddamn shit out of her brother and then carries him back into the fucking room to kick his ass even more. <laughs> oh yeah, I love her. You know what? I'm still, yeah, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna pick her. I'm gonna. I'm going with Rio Kuratori. All right. All right. There we go. That that is our oh that was a this was the hardest question we had to answer on the podcast. What the fuck? And it exposed us as the anime frauds that we are. Because now the like the good uh, suggestions come in, like fucking Revy from Black Lagoon, or or the fucking uh, uh the the Russian Colonel from Black Lagoon or Rosalina. Okay, from- so I hear Black Lagoon had some fucking great go- uh, women. Sure. Holy shit. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think we we we're the kind of people who love the characters as characters for what the shit they do in the story, but actually trying to find waifu bait, we have to like switch our brains for that. Yeah, yeah like th- that's like a very specific pedestal you have to have that like turns your unga bunga brain on. Yeah, because like Sonata is not well written by any uh, like by any stretch of the imagination, but she can fucking heel kick the ground so hard that she creates a crater, and she has the big mummy milkers. So b- waifu right there. Basically, yeah. So it's like it's not an it's 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 weird being a really good character, really strong badass. That is a fucking character we go hype over. But are they waifu though? Do we no. do we go unga bunga? 
That is a question. That is how we. Exactly. No, you know what? Yeah, but you would you'd have to be crazy not to go unga bunga for Evie. Wow! Fucking thanks, Jerry, for that fucking whatever the fuck just happened. For that exposing of us, (laughs) I I don't even know how you would fucking like. How you would actually phrase that in proper English, like when you are doing something that exposes people. But thanks for that. Like, thanks for that. You defrauded us. There we go. Uh, Okay, now this is too many suggestions. Uh, I think, Cloudy, we can call this a podcast. Yay! Hey. Thanks, everybody. I gotta go run to my appointment. Oh, fuck yeah. Bye. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.